I am Camille Johnson, and this is Finding the Floor. Stories and reflections of midlife motherhood, family, and finding meaning in it all. Join me as I share a little piece of my life and figure out what I want to be when I grow up. Hi friends, welcome to Finding the Floor. This is episode 54 and today we're going to talk about lessons learned from third grade. Actually from my son's third grade, but nevertheless, lessons learned. So today I'm going to talk a little bit about some stories about my son Simeon and his third grade and I have asked permission to share these stories from him. (laughs) But first, when this comes out, we are going to be done with school. I'm so looking forward to summer. Just not worrying about school or the pandemic, right? Things are like, we're coming out of things. Like here in Ohio, the mask mandate is going to be lifted on June 2nd. And... Yeah, it's kind of fun. Things are looking up. Light. We're seeing light at the end of the super long tunnel we've all been through. And you guys, the other thing is my kids are turning in their devices and they just won't have them. (laughs) And all our other devices at our house like have passwords on them. And so it's just like, oh, thank goodness. I don't have to like monitor that for a little while. The other thing I want to share is last week, I mentioned I'm training for the Spartan race. It's a half marathon with obstacles. And so I've been getting up my running miles. And last week I I did 12.6. Really, it was run. And the last two miles I had to walk because I was like out of juice (laughs) but that was like my last big run before the race because it's coming up in a week and a half and I'm kind of nervous I'm kind of excited I don't know if I'll be ready but ready or not we're gonna just do this so I'm planning to just have fun with my sister and see what my body can do Oh, gosh. Okay. So today I'm going to share some stories about my son, Simeon. And I'm mostly going to share stories about a couple things that happened in third grade because we definitely learned a lot from him and his teacher in third grade. But also... Um, I have to say that Simeon has taught me a lot of things, as have all my kids, to be honest. And sometimes he frustrates me so much. And, but then he is also really so fun. (laughs) 
Um, but he's also really helped me kind of see where I've had assumptions and expectations or biases or whatever things I thought they should go. They were not going to go that way with Simeon. <laughs> so it has really been a good thing. And I've let go a lot of expectations and assumptions and biases, hopefully. And I have learned a lot of empathy <laughs> for both maybe children who don't really like school and who struggle and for parents who are on the other end of that. <laughs> so about five years ago, I was picking up my older kids from seminary and taking them to school. And seminary is this early morning Bible study class and they have to be there It's usually around six o'clock so that then when they're done, they can get to school on time. And so I was picking up my kids and then there was another group of kids that all went to the same high school. And so I was driving them on this particular day. And we had gotten a call earlier that morning that there had been a threat on the school. I don't know if it was like a bomb threat or there was some threat to the school. And we were told that we they didn't think it was a credible threat, like it wasn't imminent, there wasn't someone at the school at the moment, but they were taking it seriously, like looking into who made this threat, and it happened to be on social media. And at the time, there had been a couple of these happen before, so it wasn't like the first time, so this wasn't totally shocking. And maybe we just were kind of callous to it. So we were just kind of joking about this. And I, I, I really don't want you to think that I think that a threat on a school is, is not serious because I know people have gone through some hard things. But in our case, I think that was how we were dealing with it. And my comment was, well, thank goodness Simeon doesn't have Instagram because he's definitely off the list of the threats. And everyone was laughing. And the sad thing was, I don't think like that was, could have been true in some ways with Simeon at the time, because he hates school so much. But he doesn't hate like people in the school. I think he just hates having to go to school. How do I get there from literally joking about one of my children, knowing that probably one of my children could have issued a death threat on the school? <laughs> and and he was in fifth, fifth grade at the time. Like, you know, they've been through a lot when you're there. <laughs> um. Okay, so just a little introduction on Simeon. I think I'm, I can't remember if I said this earlier, but he is my middle child, like exactly r number three of my five. And I really don't think he gets lost in the mix because he's just always been standing out his whole life. He's just always been pure entertainment. <laughs> 
He was a really, really fun baby. I just remember being so grateful for he was just smiley and happy and just this joyful baby. And I remember being so grateful because after I had Luke and Izzy, I wasn't sure if I wanted to have any more children. And so Simeon was just this fun baby. And it just like gave me hope again (laughs) in some ways. And even just as a kid, he was always fun and just this source of entertainment. We used to joke that at dinner, Simeon wouldn't really eat any dinner. He would just be our entertainment. Or he would cause problems and get thrown out of the back door (laughs) and get a timeout or something. But we have a couple of funny memories of Simeon when he is younger, when we had the missionaries over for dinner. And at the time, it was mostly elders who are the young men who are serving missions. And when Simeon was about probably five or six, he would do this funny thing with his arm and just like spin it around like a windmill, like super fast. And he thought it was the coolest thing. So he would like show them. He's like, hey, look what I could do. And he would like just wind his arm around super fast. And then one of the missionaries is like, well, can you do that backwards? Like meaning the other direction. But Simeon just turned around and faced backwards and then did it the same way, which was really funny. And then the other funny experience during a dinner with the missionaries, and I don't know what it is, and maybe some of you who have missionaries over for dinner with younger kids, and maybe it's just with all types of visitors, but they just like really want to show off, I guess. And my kids would do that. And sometimes it would just be so embarrassing. (laughs) And we would sit down and be like, okay, here are, here are the requirements for dinner with the missionaries. You can't do this, this, and this, or just be crazy or like try to show off and bring all your stuffed animals or show your latest dance routine or whatever. (laughs) I'm sorry, we don't pay enough attention to you, apparently. But one other evening or or dinner we had with the missionaries and Simeon is again he's on his chair but he's like kind of kneeling he's not sitting on it he's kneeling on it so his feet are kind of packed in the back of the chair and he's doing his own normal like trying to be funny and everything and all of a sudden he's kind of like wiggling on his chair And he all of a sudden starts tipping over to the side. And because he's kneeling, he can't really like put his feet down and stop himself. And we just watch him like. (laughs) And it was like the funniest. It almost was like in slow motion to watch him just keep falling. And luckily he was totally fine. There was like carpet. So it wasn't like really hard. But oh my gosh. Those are two of the really funny things. So Simeon has always been a source of entertainment in our house and still is to this day. The other thing that Simeon has really helped me to learn for sure is that not all kids learn the same. And I mean, I studied education in 
college and I knew this, like I knew there were different ways children's learn, but I especially learned this with Simeon because my older two kids, when they went to school, they would go to school and they would listen to their teacher and they would come home, we would do their homework and it wasn't really a struggle. I mean, sometimes there were assignments that maybe they didn't get, but so far, like at this time before Simeon started school, you know, my, I've, I've had Luke and Izzy in elementary school and had a little bit experience. And so I just was like, yeah, this will be great. I've read to my kids. Um, they, you know, they had a pretty good understanding of reading and a little bit of math before they started. They were just pretty well behaved kids and would just do their work. When Simeon came around, <laughs> he was just a really, really, he's always just been moving, always moving. Okay. He didn't always like to sit down and read. Like I would love to, I would read to my kids every afternoon, kind of before their nap time or before quiet time in the afternoon. And then we'd read at bedtime and sometimes Simeon instead would be playing while I was reading, but my other kids would like, like to sit on my lap and we'd read these books. And it was just one of my favorite parts of the day. But the one thing I noticed as, you know, I've had two kids, I've had experience with my two older kids and Simeon is almost four years younger than Izzy. So we have a little bit of a gap between those two and, um, or a bigger gap, I and mean, there's gaps between all my kids, but that with Luke, he really caught on to reading early. And so I just kind of would keep getting him books and at the library. And so even in pre-K, he could read. And I thought it was really funny that he had like a little science class in pre-K and his science teacher was saying, you know, the problem, I just have one problem with Luke is that he reads the answers. <laughs> you know, like she has something that she wants the kids to say and then she has an explanation underneath and he would read it and just tell them. <laughs> so he really learned how to read super fast. And then I just remember him with Izzy. I don't know if I pushed her as hard, but she learned to read pretty easily. And with Simeon, he never really wanted to sit down and read. So I didn't really push him at all. And my husband would joke that he didn't even know the, the alphabet before he got into kindergarten. I was like, come on. I mean, we read with them every night. Like he's got to know the alphabet. And he's like, I don't think he does. So I was really grateful at the time for Super Y because I think that was when Simeon finally learned the alphabet. <laughs> so thanks PBS Kids and Super Y. One thing that should have like cued me in on Simeon and his behavior. So when he started pre-K, he was supposed to start learning how to write his name when he came in. And he just thought that was so stupid. So he like would refuse to do it. And so when he gets into kindergarten and he realizes he has to like write every day, 
his teacher kind of sees him kind of like, what? We're going to have to like write like every day. And so there was no homework, real homework for kindergartners before, I don't know, the first four weeks or something. It was just getting them used to being in school and she had homework for Simeon every day. He'd have to practice the letters in his name. So he would be okay with writing. <laughs> so, and luckily, I feel like Simeon was really blessed with really patient teachers in elementary school. So he never really had any big issues. There were a couple that would come up, but nothing big. So I remember one time in first grade, he ripped up a worksheet because he just didn't want to do it. And his teacher was just so, so patient, so great. She's like, I just want to let you know that Simeon ripped up his paper like two or three times. And I just kept on giving him a new worksheet and told him he had to do it. Not getting upset with them all. Just like, oh, I can see you're having a hard time, but it's okay. You're still going to have to do this worksheet. And so we finally did it. And then in second grade, Simeon's teacher was this older gentleman who was 72 and still teaching, either 71 or 72. And when I came to like open house or just to meet him before school even started, I was like, oh my gosh, these kids are going to eat this guy alive. He just seemed way nice and just this old dude. <laughs> and Simeon loved this teacher. Oh my gosh. He was so well behaved and this teacher loved all the kids and maybe that was part of it. They could tell that this teacher really cared about him. And so they were all were awesome in their class. So anyway, here we go. We're getting into third grade. I'm gosh, I'm almost like how far into this podcast. And so Simeon gets into third grade and I don't know if it is third grade in general is like a big jump up. Like there's a lot of learning. It's a lot harder. Um, but Simeon also qualified for the gifted program. And I do have to admit that I was actually surprised. <laughs> like Luke had qualified and it made sense because he loved to read and was reading like in, I don't know, before he was five. And then same with Izzy, like they both were reading and just seemed to like love doing certain things. Simeon, on the other hand, hated to read, really didn't like doing homework. So sometimes struggling through homework was a thing. But what was fascinating is like he was off the charts in his creativity. And so he qualified for the gifted program. And still, that is so true today. That he's just like super, super creative. And I'm going to just put in a little side that I think that some of these testing things aren't always like the best measure of what someone can do because I think there's a lot of effort and it's more about effort and I'm learning a little bit more about grit and I'm going to share this in a later podcast. But anyway, a little aside, but so third grade was a big jump in the fact that uh, things were harder, like schoolwork was a little more difficult 
Like thing, it wasn't just easy to breeze through. And the other thing that was hard is that Simeon did not like his teacher. And I'm not even going to name her name. So we're just going to call her Mrs. W. And she was an older woman. And she was also retiring. <laughs> so Simeon, like his second grade teacher retired. And then his third grade teacher retired after he was done. And I think his fourth grade teacher retired. So he was like getting, they were done after they had Simeon <laughs> in their class. And I think the one thing we learned, especially in third grade, is that when Simeon does not connect with his teacher, then that's it. Like, he doesn't even really care about doing work because he thinks it's just all dumb. If he didn't finish homework or if he didn't finish an assignment during class, she would keep him in from recess. And, you know, this is Simeon who needs to, like, get his energy out all the time because he's always have energy. And so that was a struggle. Um, we would get calls probably starting at the beginning of the year, a couple times a week, really by the end of the year, we were getting calls from this teacher every single day about Simeon. And sometimes <laughs> Nate could not take it and he would just not answer the phone <laughs> ever leave a message. He's just like, whatever he did, I don't even care right now. <laughs> we'll talk to him. We've been talking to him all year and he's still doing this stuff. Um, and so he would get referrals. There was a couple times where he got in-school suspension and he loved in-school suspension. <laughs> like what? He just, he's like, okay, I'll just go sit in a random room and not be in class. That sounds great. Sounds great. So there was one particular day where Simeon was having a hard day in class and there was something he didn't want to do. And so he throws scissors across the room. Now, nobody gets hurt. But when you throw scissors, apparently that is an automatic suspension. So, Simeon gets suspended from school for two days. <laughs> and you guys, he's like psyched. <laughs> he's like, okay, so I don't want to be at school anyway. I throw scissors and then I don't get to be at school. Sounds like a great idea. And we're trying to explain to him why it's not good to throw scissors and why he was suspended and why he can't go to school. And he's like, I don't care. I don't want to go to school in the first place. So while he was home, we tried to like, well, if you're going to be home, you're going to have to help work around the house because, you know, I've got we've got stuff we needed to get done. And since you're here, you're going to be my helper. So he's like, okay, I'll just help do stuff. <laughs> so I guess the one of the real, I guess, kickers, I guess we'll call it, was when Simeon had a substitute teacher in third grade. 
And his Mrs. W kind of got to the point where she would just allow Simeon to, he had his desk in the back. And so he would kind of pace a little bit in the area behind his desk while she was teaching. And so he was just doing that. And so the substitute teacher kind of wasn't really aware of what Simeon's issues were or whatever. And so she's like, what are you doing back there? And so Simeon says, well, um, I'm, I'm contemplating killing myself. <laughs> okay, you guys, when a student says that, and of course, it's going to be like huge red flags, like alarms, going to the nurse's office, calling your parents. This is a real emergency. Your child wants to hurt himself. The problem is, and I don't even know how Simeon knew this at all, was that somehow he knew that if he said that, that he would be able to go home from school. So he gets sent to the office the nurse is watching him. We have to come in and we're, you know, trying to make sure he's okay. And I honestly was worried because, you know, third grade had been really a struggle between his teacher, getting work done with me. You know, it was just this battle all year. And <laughs> so he comes home. And then we just sit down. We're like, Simeon, do you really feel like hurting yourself? Like, what What can we do? And he's like, no, I just want to come home. <laughs> uh, so when a child says that, then you have to have meeting after meeting after meeting. We had a big meeting with the school psychologist, the family liaison, the principal, the vice principal, his teacher, whoever else was involved. I think we had multiple of these meetings to make sure that Simeon was okay. And the family liaison, you know, they made him this special box with Play-Doh and um, bubbles and all these different things that would help him if he ever felt like he was going to be mad and he had to be enrolled in this um, program at lunch to help him deal with anger. I mean, it was just like all these things and all these meetings. And it was, <laughs> it was quite the ordeal. And if you've gone through that and your son or daughter is in that space where it's like a real thing and they just don't want to come home. I really am sorry that that, if you've gone through that, because I can imagine that would be really, really hard. And I didn't even know that someone in third grade, he's like nine years old, would even know that you could go home if you said those words. It's funny, like now I think back and... Simeon is now finishing up his sophomore year and we've come a long way since third grade. And I remember saying, you know, Simeon, you have so much that you want to do in this life. 
because he just would have all these plans. I was like, but you just need to get through third grade or you just need to get through fourth grade. I know you think that this reading or this math or everything is just so stupid. And I remember even at the end of the year in third grade, he's taking the state tests and they were going to have to write a paragraph on a computer. And he was like, well, I wasn't going to write a paragraph. So I just stopped taking the test. <laughs> yep. So things I have learned, like I feel like making it through third grade with Simeon was one of my big accomplishments as a mother. And sometimes I think it was a big turning point as well in Simeon's life. <laughs> I remember talking to my brother about Simeon because we were just struggling to help motivate him or to help him want to do his work. And he had mentioned that he had gotten a tutor because he had one of his kids sounded just like Simeon in many ways. And he's like, I just got a tutor because I was tired of the battle. So the tutor would come over a couple days a week and they would work on his homework or whatever. And so I luckily had a really good friend who had just retired and she had like her job was to help a lot of the kids who were labeled which I don't even like this either labeled learning disabled or uh, they didn't learn in the traditional way which I think this is probably why Simeon hates in general traditional style of teaching and learning he just doesn't learn that way and so she had a ton of experience and came to help Simeon for a few weeks and reassure him. And I think mostly she was there to reassure me that things would be okay. And we kind of talked about techniques of how we can deal with stress and all these other things so that we could help him kind of make it through third grade. So a couple lessons I have learned from Simeon is, first of all, your kids don't always behave no matter how much you try to teach them or share the importance of respect for the school or for their teachers or for themselves, sometimes they're not going to make good choices. <laughs> and maybe that's like an obvious thing, but my older two kids just never really had issues in school. Like they always behaved and, you know, they, I think sometimes when they got home, they misbehaved more, but I've learned that, yeah, kids will just they're learning just like we're learning and sometimes they will not make good choices at school <laughs> and it doesn't mean that you're not trying like that's the thing because <laughs> we're just like we're trying oh my gosh we're teaching him we're trying to we're running through scenarios we're doing like we would do all these things with him to help him choose better and he still sometimes wouldn't. I also learned that I ultimately need to be his advocate and I don't know how to explain this but sometimes when I would get calls and even since third grade I would get calls sometimes from other teachers about his behavior and it's more like well I'm not in the class. I can't do anything about him in your class. That's your job. I mean, I can do my best to teach him 
And so sometimes that would just really frustrate me. (laughs) But I needed to be an advocate for him, not like he needs to behave for the teacher. So I need to make sure that I am advocating for my child. So that's something that I have learned too. The other thing is that I've learned that with him, sometimes I think he's not listening when I'm talking to him. When he was little, if he were playing or whatever. And then, you know, we'd ask him a question and he'd stop and he could repeat everything we said. So there are a lot of times where people think traditionally with kids, they need to be sitting still and paying attention to learn. And I don't know if that's necessarily the case with everybody. And I know especially it isn't with Simeon. So that kids may be taking in more information than we really even think they are. And I guess the last thing is just I'm I'm really grateful to kind of have to rethink some of the things I thought about whether it biases if I'm looking at judging a parent because their child's misbehaving in school. Not that I really would know about that, but sometimes I'd if I'd be in school and there'd be kids who come to the office while I was in the office or something. And I just have such more empathy for not only the kids, but the parents now that I went through this with Simeon. And I'm still learning from Simeon as I'm still learning really from all my children. And I know this year for a lot of you has probably been a struggle I know I found out like you think your kids are doing really well in school because they seem to be engaged or at least quote unquote like online doing their work and you find out that oh they haven't turned in any assignments like all quarter and it's three weeks left or yeah they haven't been to class for the past couple days or missed these classes and you're just like what I ah so it's just sometimes as parents and children First of all, this year has been crazy. Give everybody some grace, but also that it's going to be okay. (laughs) Like we made it through a crazy, terrible year with Simeon. How many years ago this was? Let's see. Not six or seven years ago. He's 16. He was nine. Seven years ago. And like you'll make it. Even if they have to take summer school or whatever has to happen, it's going to be okay. (laughs) And they'll figure it out and so will you. And that is one thing I have been so grateful for. The things I have learned and the empathy I have gained. Okay, you guys, have an awesome week. And hopefully some of you are done with school. And woohoo! done it made it through 2020-21 school year amazing all right i will talk to you next week and thanks again for listening i hope you enjoyed today's episode if you have any questions come by findingthefloor.com where i will have show notes and links for anything i've mentioned today Special thanks to Seth Johnson for creating and performing the theme music.
Come back next week and thanks for listening. 